Hey dolls, thanks for joining me on tonight's episode of Gab Uncensored. I'm Gabby, in case you haven't guessed. And if you've been listening, then you know that I've talked about alcohol and anxiety and drinking before. Um, I'm actually not going to talk about the anxiety part tonight. I'm really going to get into like physiologically what it does to your brain, why I think it's been normalized over the years as like the number one drug of choice, you know, that's legal all over the world, and um, what possible alternative methods you could use to socialize and have fun. Because even though it sounds cheesy and cliche to be like, oh, I don't need to drink to have fun. I used to think that people that said that were boring. And I used to think that people that said that were lame. And the more that I read and the more that I learn about not only myself and my own personal experiences and how I feel uh, when I go out and drink or when I've gone out and, and drank, but listening to other people's stories and reading the articles and the books that I've read, the more I realize the kind of shit that is produced from drinking, the kind of things that happen, the kind of results that occur, I'm like, this shit is really bad. And I mean, I tried to do a little bit of research before this episode just to kind of get an idea of how many people globally drink right? And the closest I could get was 2016. Something like 70 some odd percent of of adults in the United States drink alcohol. Now globally, the last global data that I could find that was, you know, pretty conclusive was in 2006. That was 10 plus years ago. It was 2 billion people. I would be willing to guess that the number of people in the world that drink now could have easily almost doubled since 2006. Yeah. So it's like, why why is this such a thing? Why won't they, you know, legalize marijuana in the United States, but they'll legalize alcohol many, many years ago? If you think about it, even though this sounds like conspiracy theory-ish, they make a lot of money off of alcohol. Not just the taxation and the fact that, you know, they regulate it and they make money off of that through the government, but the amount of people that crash their cars, uh, have diseases linked to alcohol, need mental health and uh, substance abuse treatment because of alcohol, like there's it's there's such a racket for it because it is addictive and it is a social drug it's hard to stop especially you know if all your friends are drinking and it's normal it's legal it's normal it's not something that people have to do behind closed doors but it's one of the worst ones it's literally one of the worst drugs the most widely used in the world it's alcohol's number one marijuana is number two Now, I am not against marijuana. Why is that? Well, if you look at the morbidity rates, you know, how many people are dying every year? In alcohol-related cases, they're in the millions, tens of millions. If you look at morbidity or death rates with marijuana, 
they're almost non-existent. They're they're so they're so small that they're not they're not even measurable. And you don't see a lot of people in rehab for marijuana. You don't see a lot of people crashing their cars because they smoked a joint. You don't see a lot of people in the hospital for cancer caused by marijuana. But you see a fuck ton of people in the hospital because of alcohol. Not only because of car accidents, but alcohol causes seven types of cancer. Mouth, throat, larynx, esophagus, breast, liver, and bowel. Okay? Yes, I looked this shit up. On top of that, you know, you have uh, liver cirrhosis and liver failure and all these, you know, physical organ failure type issues with alcohol that are directly correlated to alcohol abuse. You've got dementia. You know, these are, these, here's some, some mental disorders that are linked between alcohol abuse and dependence and these, these disorders, you know, mood disorders, major depressive disorder, bipolar, anxiety, uh, generalized anxiety, panic disorders, uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and schizophrenia. And it's like, if alcohol that's legal, that, you know, we know people make a lot of money on alcohol, clubs, bars, people that manufacture alcohol, the government, healthcare systems, people that run uh, rehabs. I could go on and on. I mean, so many people benefit from keeping people fucked up that if they wiped out alcohol, they would wipe out a very large portion of the world's economic table. They would have to replace it with something. And they know they can't really replace it with marijuana, but more and more places are becoming progressive and like letting marijuana become legal because they've realized that their argument is so baseless for not legalizing uh, marijuana because they can't tell people, well, the real reason we're not legalizing it is because we really can't make that much money off of it compared to alcohol. And we're afraid that if we legalize marijuana, more people will smoke marijuana and less people will drink and we'll make less money. They're not going to fucking tell you that. And this is, okay, you could say it's a conspiracy theory, but if you really think about it, what I just said, it makes sense. It may, it's, it's common sense. There's factual data to back up what I'm saying. So I don't think of it as like a conspiracy theory because I'm not pulling it out of my ass. Like they make billions and billions of dollars in so many different arenas based on alcohol, gambling, sports. There's so many businesses and companies. There's so many products. There's so many brands. There's so many, there's just so much economic gain when it comes to alcohol. And I don't want this to be a money thing. That's not, it's not the purpose of this episode, but you think the government and people who run hospitals and people who, you know, do all these studies and statistics on the horrible effects of alcohol, you think that they give a fuck about you. You would think that they wouldn't want you to be sick. They wouldn't want you to have mental issues. They wouldn't want you to 
slowly poison yourself. But that's exactly what they want. They want you to do that because they make money off of your sickness. And it sucks. And and the part of it that I can kind of speak on because, you know, I'm not an economist. I'm not a, a, a business major or anything. The part that I can speak on is like, think about it this way. Let's, let's cut the whole, the whole money angle out of it. Whenever you have gone out and used alcohol very lightly and responsibly, let's say you went out and had a glass of wine or two glasses of wine and you went home or you had a couple beers or even, you know, a martini and then went home. You don't regret it the next day. Nothing bad happened. You didn't end up in a compromising situation. Your judgment wasn't impaired, so you didn't make any bad choices. And you didn't feel like death the next day. You didn't feel like dying the next day. You didn't get into an accident because you were drunk driving. You know, everything was fine. But think about how many people actually do that. When I looked up the the percentages and the statistics on how many people binge drink or drink an excessive amount past, you know, a glass or two, it was over two-thirds of the people that drink in total. So if you know that when you drink, you're more likely to get into a fight with one of your friends, you're more likely to get into a fight with your significant other you're more likely to get into obviously a car accident if you're drinking and driving you're more likely to have a hangover and not be able to maybe do something important the next day or something fun the next day um you are impairing your body you're not going to feel good going to the gym the next day you might not even make it to the gym the next day your liver has to process the toxins as if sort of as if you poisoned yourself So your insides aren't going to feel great. And I'm talking about a little bit heavier drinkers, not somebody that goes out and has a couple beers or a couple glasses of wine. But there's all these things that suck about drinking, yet we still do it. We still find an excuse. Why is that? It's normalized. It's encouraged in our culture. And it's not just our culture in the United States. It's worldwide. It is encouraged to party and drink and you know all these alcohol brands are sensationalized and made trendy and cool because honestly it lowers your consciousness it lowers your state of consciousness so the people that are behind the scenes kind of controlling a lot of what you see and what you view and what you consume they benefit from keeping you a little bit less conscious, a little bit watered down so that you're not thinking about, I don't know, maybe the shit that I'm thinking about now. I haven't been drinking for a few months. I go out and I might have one night out of two months where I'll drink and I absolutely feel terrible. And so the last two times that I did that, I decided I had had enough. Now, if I do the glass of wine or two thing, I've realized that doing that every couple weeks, I enjoy it. I don't feel like shit. It doesn't inhibit me from completing or doing things that I need to do or from thinking clearly. You know, if you sit and put yourself in the position that you were in the last time you were drunk, 
you know you were less logical, more irrational, your tendencies weren't super on point, you were more more sexual, more violent, and all these things happen because it lowers your consciousness. When you're aware of what's going on and your inhibitions are in place and which are there for a reason, your body naturally knows when you're about to do something really fucking stupid. And it knows to be like, "Mm, you probably shouldn't do that. When you're drunk, there's no voice telling you that. It lowers your consciousness and you're gonna make bad choices. And those bad choices, unfortunately, you're gonna pay for them and someone else is gonna benefit from them. And that sucks. Nine times out of 10, it's someone that you don't even know. Because guess what happens when you get alcohol poisoning or you're hungover the next day? You go and buy products to cure your hangover. <laughs> you go and maybe hit up the, uh, the walk-in clinic because you've been throwing up for 24 hours because you got alcohol poisoning. Like people check into rehab every day because they just can't handle it anymore. It's consuming their life. Alcohol consumes you. You don't consume alcohol. Just let's let's put that out there right now. It doesn't bring you anywhere positive. It doesn't bring you anywhere ahead of life or ahead of where you were the day before. So why do so many people do it? because they're numbing themselves whatever their reality is and this is sad this is really this is the part that makes me sad and that i want to reach out to people and i want to create a community where people can talk about this shit because if you go out and your reason for going out is to socialize and talk to other people and connect with other people have conversations and you feel like you need to numb yourself and dumb yourself down and lower your consciousness, remove some of your inhibitions for you to be able to just kind of be yourself and let yourself be social. I used to be one of those people. I could not go out and stand around with a bunch of people drinking and talking and being merry or so I thought and not drink. And then I realized after years and years, like I'm in my 30s, like it took me years to figure this shit out. When I go out and I pretend like I'm a fly on the wall and I'm just quiet and I'm not really drinking or maybe I'm just sipping on a little wine and I listen to the conversations that are being had when people are drunk, they're, they're not typically full of substance. They're usually people talking about other people. They're usually people talking or bitching or, you know, bringing up irrelevant shit and sometimes I mean a lot of times I'm sure people don't even remember the conversations that they had when they were drinking the next day so even if you met someone really amazing and you talked to them and they were cool and you wanted to connect with them if you end up getting drunk you just negated your whole purpose like why not just learn why you want to numb yourself Why not just learn why you feel you need to drink? Like, do you not feel like you're fun? Do you not feel like you're interesting? Do you not have enough confidence in yourself to just go up and chat with people? If that's the case, then address that issue. Don't go and drink poison, essentially, to make yourself at a lower vibration, at a lower level of consciousness, so you can connect with people 
And then in the meantime, make yourself sick. Fuck up your brain cell. You're killing your brain cells every time you drink. You're increasing your chances of having Alzheimer's and dementia and mental health issues and anxiety and depression. Alcohol is a depressant. You're drinking a depressant in order to talk to people, in order to connect with people and want to be around people. Your shit's broken, dude. Your shit's broken. I hate to tell you, my shit was broken for years. Was I an alcoholic? No. Was I a social alcoholic in some ways? Yes. Did I ever have alcohol around my house? No, I didn't. But was I dependent on it in social situations? Fuck yes. A lot of people are. Most of the people I know are. And I just want to kind of, you know, not preach at you, but just give you all the information that I've that I've been consuming, that I've been reading, and hope that you kind of see the facts and see what makes sense and see the connections that I've made for you and make your own connections between the information and just kind of be like, all right, why am I doing that? That's all I want to do. I just want to spark a thought in your mind of why do I feel like I need to drink? Why do I feel like I need to dumb myself down, water myself down, you know, be in kind of a stupor to socialize and then feel sick the next day because of it? Why am I doing that to myself? That's all I want to do. I just want to spark that question in your mind. And if you're one of these people that does this which the vast majority are like don't be ashamed of it don't feel bad about it i i was one of those people i'm just now coming out of it um in the last you know i don't know year or so and now i want to kind of bring other people with me and kind of show them what what i know and what i've experienced and how my life's better now that i don't need that shit When I go out, I don't need to drink. I've gone to parties and I've gone out to events where people are drinking and I have my one glass of wine and, you know, everybody rolls their eyes at me and and I'm okay with it. And I have great conversations that I remember all of them. And I take something away from those conversations. I try to steer clear of the drunk conversations because talking to a drunk person when you're sober is really frustrating. And you do know why it's frustrating? Because you're operating at a normal level of consciousness. Your intelligence and your intellect is intact. Theirs is lowered. So that's why you get annoyed. Think about how crazy this is. You walk into a bar. I'm saying you as in most people. We'll walk into a bar and everyone's drinking and they're like, I can't be, I can't be around these people without drinking. I can't socialize with these people without drinking. Do you realize that they are in sort of a stupor, sort of a lowered intellectual level and you are, instead of being like, I don't want to hang out with these people, I'm going to go find some people to hang out with that, like their brains functioning all the way. No, we don't do that. We literally walk into the bar and we're like, Well, all these people are poisoning themselves and they're all kind of less intelligent than they actually are. And, you know, they're they're in a lowered state of consciousness. They're kind of dumbing themselves down. Okay, pour me a drink, bartender. Think about the self-sabotaging behavior that that is and then ask yourself why you do it. 
I had to ask myself these questions. These are not easy questions. These are not overnight fixed questions. I asked myself these questions a few months ago and did I still go out and drink a couple times? Yes, I did. Did I have anxiety certain days when I was hanging out in big groups of people and did I have a couple drinks and did I regret it the next day? Yes, I fucking did. But you know what? I kept getting more and more aware every time because I started asking myself the right questions. I started keep, I don't know, keeping myself accountable. That's what I started doing. Like, what are you doing and why are you doing this? And is this really what you want to do or is this what you think you should do based on what other people, that's the key. That's the key right there. Finale, boom, finish. I hope you guys took something from this. I don't want to preach at you. I just want to spark those questions. And this weekend, I'm launching my new platform, private Facebook group, the whole thing. If you're if you're listening, and that means you're on this platform and you probably are on some of my social media, so you'll see the announcement this weekend. This platform this weekend is just going to be a bunch of people that are in the same boat as you and we can just all talk and connect and figure it out together because I don't have all the answers I'm, I'm figuring out as I go and and trying to connect with you guys because I care you know I care about other human beings that's why I'm doing it have a great night stay tuned next episode will be Saturday and the announcement and invite for the private Facebook group will be Sunday. Thanks guys.